Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Yeah, in about 15 minutes, another key word that you will then follow John's very specific instructions and possibly win a thousand dollars with our inflation bonus cash that <clears throat> comes up around 320 here on the john and ken show all right we all saw a couple of nights ago this uh absurd car chase and uh, if you remember there were three cars involved in the chase the last one was a uh work truck uh with a ladder it belonged to andres benitez he had a land. He has a landscaping business with his brother and father, and at this, this particular, is in Whittier. yeah, in Whittier, this this point in the story, uh, the crazy guy had uh, burst into the Benitez home and disappeared on camera for a little bit. And when he came out the front, he was followed by three adults and three dogs. Uh, and uh, this guy, what was his name? Uh, what was his name? The name of the thief? I don't remember. Ocachendo or something like that. Anyway, he he jumped into the truck and uh, stole it. Ran away. Police chased him, and eventually he crashed the truck. And then the police crashed into him. Uh, just wrecked the thing. Andres Benitez is coming on with us now. It was, it was his truck, and fortunately, uh, people have responded on GoFundMe, and uh, he's raised ninety four thousand dollars. They get a new truck and new equipment. Andres, you there? Hello? Andres, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? We're good. And I'm so happy. We're so happy that uh, people have uh, donated $94,000. Man, it's unbelievable. Like, it's so crazy. I mean, you know, it, it's something that happened overnight. And then to, just seeing that number is just all so unbelievable to me. It's crazy on uh, how much people can support somebody that they never even met or you know seen you know they just wanted to help me and my family out with the situation we're going through you know because it's a hard times you know like I, I never really been through something like this before and you know it, it really hurt it really hurt me and my family just seeing something like this just happen right in front of us you know and we tried our best but you know things happen and 
like I said, uh, God works in mysterious ways because, you know, the outcome is just a big blessing so far. Like, it's just amazing. It's so unbelievable. It's honestly life-changing to me. Descri describe to us how this unfolded. This must have seemed surreal or, to you, this it guy was. just suddenly coming into your home. Yes. Yeah, so um, I, I literally had just gotten home from work. Like, like the incident happened at 5.12, and I got home like at 5. When, when I got home, uh, my brother, he left because he lives somewhere else. And when he was leaving, he, he called me. He's like, just be careful. There's a lot of police and cops around here. Uh, but I didn't really pay attention to it because, you know, uh, uh, it's, it kind of happens usually. And uh, I, I didn't think it was, like, something that bad. But no lie, like, two minutes after he called me, someone just starts coming in through my kitchen. And when I seen that kitchen door open, uh, right away I, I knew it was that guy they're looking for. And, you know, just me and my mother being home, I was in the kitchen. My mom was in the living room. You know, my first reaction was, you know, I, I got to make sure my mom's safe. So I grabbed the kitchen knife and, you know, I started telling that guy, you got to get out of here, man. Like, you know, I started raising my voice. You know, I, I got to, I had to make sure that he was going to take me serious. And he was, he honestly was. He, he was like feeling like a little threatened, you know. So I told him, like, you got to get out the house, man. You know, like, I'm going to have to take action on you. And, he, he started complying. He, he was walking towards the door. I was beating him out. This whole time, my mother was just in panic, screaming, crying. She was holding me like, she was holding me to just like let him go easily. But I didn't want to let him go like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm escorting him outside through the door. And when you open my door, there's like a little table. And on top of that table, there's, a, there's like a little painting that we have of God and Jesus. And when... On that table is where we leave our keys. When we usually get home, we just put them right there. You know, it's just easy for us to get access to them. And when I was leading him out the door, he sees that there's keys. And he, like, walks fast to it. And when I see him that he walks fast to the keys, he got them. I, I stood in front of the door, and I told him that he's not getting out. You know, and, and my mother was just screaming and crying this whole time. And when he seen that I wasn't going to let him out, he ended up taking out some scissors on me. And some, he ended up just showing me tools that he had on him. And when my mother seen that, you know, she just went so panic mode and just threw herself on me, causing us to fall. You know, I ended up falling on her hand, and, and he took it as a chance to get off the house. And, and that's when you just seen me trying to chase after him, you know, try to stop him because I seen that he had the keys. And for his luck, he ended up getting the keys for the truck that was in the driveway. It was just such a crazy situation. And, as this was going on, my father wasn't even home. He was literally just coming home. He, in the video, you can see my father just coming home, and then yeah. the guy's running out the house. It, it was crazy because we were trying got to the, stop him. And you got the dogs there, too, trying to get in on this, huh? Yeah, they were, they were confused. They, they were honestly confused. My people was just like, they didn't know what to do. Uh, he just kept staring at the guy. And once, like, my people seen that that guy was doing harm, and he took off on the truck, that's when my people started chasing him. But it was more, it was, like, too late. The guy was gone, and you know I, I felt so devastated at the time. I was I was so heartbroken, honestly. Like I, I honestly like couldn't believe what was going on. You know I, I just felt so heartbroken. You know like I didn't didn't like see any of this coming. You know it was just so unexpected. Like literally just got home from work and then come to this. It, it was just like unbelievable to me. It, I honestly didn't feel like real life. Did you uh, start to watch it on TV after that to see what happened to your truck or? Uh, no, honestly I didn't because. Um, a lot of news reporters started coming, you know, they, they just wanted like a little interview 
And like throughout this whole time, I'm getting in there. I'm in they're interviewing me. I, I never thought like about the GoFundMe until every every single one of them kept telling me just start it, just start it. And, and you know, after a while, I told my brother, you know, please just start it. Like let's see what we can raise. Like anything would be much appreciated. Like even if it's not a lot. And then you know that whole night, I was devastated. I didn't end up going to sleep until like two in the morning. And then just waking up the next day, it was just like, it was just like, wow. Like, I couldn't even believe it was real life. Now, yeah. tell us about the status of the truck. Apparently, they have to hold it as evidence. Yes, they, they have to hold it as evidence. They're not going to let it go because, you know, it, it just a lot happened to the truck. It ended up getting destroyed, you know. And uh, it was crazy because in the morning the next day, thanks to all the support and lovely people that are out there, you know, we were able to still go to work on Thursday. You know, me and my father and my brother, we were going to work. But before we left to work, we literally saw a tow truck with our truck passing by our street. And my brother just took off running and just got a little five-second clip of the truck. And, you know, it was just destroyed, like, bullet holes. Like, the, the windshield was, like, done. The, the tires, everything was just destroyed. You know, it, it kind of made me feel even more sad to seeing it like that. But, you know, the support and all that just, like, made up for it. So somebody lent you a truck and and work tools so you could get back to work right away Thursday? What was that? Did someone or some company lend you a work truck and the tools so you and your family could go right back? Because, you know, we have a good amount of friends around here, and, like, to support it, even from strangers we didn't know, we were getting so much emails of people that own businesses, AC businesses, you know, or, like, landscaping businesses, and... And they were offering, you know, help. They were, like, offering their trucks, and, and we never even met them before. They were offering, like, so much help. But a good friend of ours named uh, Steve Rodriguez, he owns a landscaping company himself. It's a pretty, like, big, decent company. And, you know, he ended up lending us machines and, you know, got us through the day. And that, that's how my brother and my father are right now. They're at work right now. And, you know, they're handling business, you know, because thanks to all these good, lovely people that are out there. Because, honestly, I never expected so much support. And love from all these people while this was going on. Like, that was, like, really the last thing on my mind that was going on. You know, I was just so heartbroken, you know, just, just seeing what happened. I, I never thought that all this love and support from all these lovely people would just come, like, in less than 24 hours. Like, within, like, one hour of this happening, the, the support was just so amazing. Like, I couldn't really believe it. It was just so life-changing, you know? He said $94,000 going to be enough to, uh, uh, to get you back. That was that is more than enough. It's, I'm just so thankful for that. You know, like oh, I, I honestly didn't expect to even get a number near that. You know, and it just seeing the number increase to that, like it's so unbelievable to me. You know, still no, but you know, I honestly want to help that man out, uh, John, the one that got his van stolen, because you know, I I kind of know what he's going through, and it sucks, man. You know, he needs that van for work, so yeah. you know, I, I'm doing my best to get in contact with him and. We're going to end up meeting up in person, and you know, I want to help him out as well. You yeah, know, that's great. Did, I got, did you read the, the guy who stole your truck, the guy who entered your house? His name's Johnny on, on Chondo. Do you know he's been charged 18 times with crimes? I didn't know that. Yes. Until my brother told me. I was just like, wow, that's crazy. Like, How is it possible he's still free after being arrested that many times? He, he, was, he was out on parole. I'm just going to give you a rundown of his crimes, drug possession, grand theft, evading arrest, child cruelty, receiving stolen property, parole violations, uh, and then carjacking, uh, taking a vehicle without consent, felony reckless evading, misdemeanor hit and run, and then the list goes on. So this is the guy who got into your house and took your truck. 
this is just crazy. Like, I didn't even know he had all those charges until you told me right now. And uh, it just, it just like scares me even more knowing that I had a, a guy like that inside my house, you know, that, you know, I'm more than happy that I was able to apply pressure on him, you know, because you just imagine if me and my mother, like, didn't really do anything about it. I'm pretty sure he would have took advantage of us. You know, but, oh, yeah. You know, yeah and your mother was just trying to make sure you didn't get hurt. That's why she kept trying yes. to stop you. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I didn't realize it at the moment because I was just so angry because I remember I was even blaming it on her. You know, I kept telling her, like, look what you caused. You know, I, I felt bad, you know, but I was very I was very sad and angry at the time. You know, I had to apologize afterwards. You know, it, it was just crazy because it was God's plan, honestly, because yeah. my mother, you know, didn't like like let's say she just kept never hold on me you know i don't know this my truck would have never got stolen man. well you know you were tr- you were trying to protect her and she was trying to protect you yes you know it's crazy and all this happened right in front of god you know so it's just like wow it's so it's so unbelievable and you know knowing he had all these charges you know it's just it's just scary you know i didn't having knowing someone like that having those charges being inside my house and you know thank god you know me and my family are okay my, my pets are okay you know a lot of people are were asking about them you know, but they're all good. You know, yeah. thankfully, your your dogs pitched in. They uh, they all ran. Now you're gonna to have to. Are you guys gonna have to testify in a trial or anything? Do you know yet? Uh, honestly, I'm not sure about that yet, sir. You know, um, you haven't told me anything. You know, regarding of any of that information, uh, I'm not sure about any of that. But you no, know, I, I just want to make sure. You know, like somebody like this isn't out roaming out in the streets. You know, you know, we don't need those type of people out here. Well, we appreciate talking to you, and we're glad that you and your family are safe and well. But what an ordeal, Andres. Thanks for talking to us. Uh, thank you for having me on here. I appreciate all the love that I've been receiving. You know, like, I can't thank everybody enough, you know, just like a simple message, a comment. Like, that really puts a smile on my face, you know. And then with the donations on top of that, it's just, like, so unbelievable. Like, uh, you know, I really love all these people that are out here, you know. We need more people like this in this world willing to help somebody get back on their feet, you know, willing to help their family out. It's just honestly amazing. Well, this is this is great news that you got this kind of support, and and it's really nice that you're going to be meeting up with John Reynolds too. Uh, yeah, to, it's to unbelievable, man. Well, thank th- you, thank you for coming on. Yes, you're welcome, man, and may God bless all of you guys. You know, everybody supporting. You know, it, it's good that we have a lot of people like this in our society still. Okay, that's Andres Benitez and the GoFundMe work truck stolen with tools, at least over $94,000 raised for the family landscaping business because this guy took their truck and uh, clearly it's uh, probably not in good shape. It's in evidence right now, but people have stepped up to help the family replace what they lost. Fortunately, though, they're alive and well and no injuries. More coming up, Johnny Ken, KFI AM640. Oh, next, the keyword. Live on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, Wednesday night, of course, the big story was this uh, police chase involving a man who we'll talk about in more detail in a moment who stole a van and then a work truck and eventually was stopped at a gas station in Hacienda Heights. We just talked to Andres Benitez. His family owned the work truck. They lived in Whittier. This guy came into their home, stole the keys and... That's the part I was interested in. And he said he just got lucky. That was the keys on a desk or a table near the door. And it worked for the car, the vehicle in the driveway. And he took off in their work truck. And uh, when the police had to shoot at that thing with some sort of non-lethal force. Right. But that's probably got some real damage to it. So people have stepped up with a GoFundMe for the Benitez landscape business. And we now want to mention uh, the John Reynolds is the man whose van was stolen at Knott's Berry Farm 
He was parking there. He had been in an outing with his family. His GoFundMe right now has raised almost $31,000. And that van, of course, that's the one that began sparking, was running on tire rims. Uh, we, have why, a, uh, we have a link to both GoFundMes on uh, the good. John and Ken page at KFI. Because this guy says he's a small business owner in produce sales and distribution. He delivers fresh produce and fruit cups to convenience stores throughout you know, LA and Orange that's County. That's the thing. It's, I felt so bad for these guys because they do real work. This is real important work. You need landscapers. You need guys delivering uh, groceries to the convenience store. They work long hours. They're hot and they're sweaty. Uh, the uh, Andres Benitez has uh, a business with his uh, brother and his father. Uh, this this is what uh, the country is supposed to be about. And these these guys are betrayed by the idiots and the asses in government <laughs> and in and in in the justice <laughs> the system. Justice system. I mean, that honestly, brings us to Johnny and Chando. And and what really really upsets me uh, is is this Johnny and Chando, like we just told Andres, and you can see how shocked he was. Normal people get shocked when they find out really what's going on. You know, he's busy working probably 12 hours a day. He can't keep track of what's going on in politics, what's going on in the news all the time. This guy in Chondo, 18 times he's been charged. So in nine years, so do the math, that's twice a year. He's been charged for something, and it's ranging from drug possession, grand theft, evading arrest, child cruelty, receiving stolen property, parole violations. In fact... He was arrested in August with violating his parole. Right? That's just a few months ago. Yeah, so... That didn't result in, obviously, any consequences of any meaning. And, and of course, here's the one time you'll see this mentioned. The California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation didn't respond to a request for comment. (laughs) And they won't be asked. Because there's nobody in the media who will follow this up and find out why this bozo was let out after 18 arrests. This is the dangerous career criminal that we've warned you about. There's too many of them out there right now because of the way they have unloaded people out of the prisons and jails. How many times How many times did he benefit from uh, Prop 47 or Prop 57? Yeah, 57 or uh, AB 109, yeah, right? Because or, that deals with parole violations. Yeah, no, no bail. And this they is did that dopey flash incarceration. Oh, yeah, we'll put you in jail for like a few days. That'll cool you off. And this is Riverside County prosecutors. What kind of deals did they cut with him? How many times yeah. did they drop charges? How many times did he get uh, oh, next to no well, sentencing? What did we just find out about them today? They don't have enough judges. We found that out the other day, right? They're dropping cases. They haven't enough. They have not had enough judges for ten years, apparently. So this guy may have benefited from the judge well, shortage. Okay, but that is part of the incompetence. The government shutting down over COVID instead of figuring out a way to continue running with COVID. That was a, that was a complete screw up. And so now you're going to have what 500 criminals, 500 criminals who are so guilty they actually were going to trial. You take a criminal to to trial, you know for sure he's guilty. And they're all potentially going to be set free. I mean, how bad is this government? What's going on in Riverside County? What kind of clowns are running that place? Why do you think you hear all the time from people, oh, this doesn't ever, never happens in my neighborhood? Well, the more we unleash these career criminals, because we don't want people in the prisons and jails, the more this is going to yeah. happen. It's just a math game. The numbers are higher of them out on the streets. They're going to do things like this over and over again. Now, you would think these charges would be the most serious 
and this should be real prison time for Johnny Anchondo. But we'll keep an eye on this case because somehow I doubt it, right? Yeah, well, it's the thing. Are we going to be able to keep an eye on the case? They're going to say, well, nobody died. There was some property damage, sure. And he interrupted some people's lives. But, you know, maybe a few months in prison. Un- un- unbelievable what it's come to. And, 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 it, and it's normal people who are getting screwed over by this, by policies that easily could change, that used to be enforced. All right, we got more coming up. A big move today from, uh, well, maybe from the Biden administration concerning the horrible events at the U.S.-Mexico border. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Ah, Still ahead, more keywords. We've got the moist line, a lot to come here on the John and Ken Show. Well, we return to a subject that does not get enough attention from most of the media. That's the U.S.-Mexico border. Last fiscal year, 2.4 million immigrants. This was an all-time high. That was the first full fiscal year of the Biden administration. Unbelievably porous border. And maybe by design, as we've talked about so many times oh, absolutely. on the show. Absolutely by design. This is, not, this is not incompetence. This is competence. This is competence at uh, getting a, an important part of their agenda through. Yes, well, the development today, and you would have thought it would involve the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, but the Department of Homeland Security has many different divisions in it. One of them is the border, but they obviously deal with the airports and many other security issues. So the guy that's under fire for what's going on at the border is the Customs and Border Protection Commissioner. Never really mentioned his name before. It's Chris Magnus. He may be the one that's going to take the fall for this. He may be the one that's thrown under the bus. In fact, he's released a statement that was picked up by a couple of media outlets, the Washington Post and the L.A. Times, that he's been told by Mayorkas, you better resign or I'm going to recommend to Biden that you get fired. Why does he have to resign? He's just following uh, orders. This is what Biden and Mayorkas wanted. Well, he hasn't said that yet, but maybe it is. I guess he's the scapegoat, right? I think he's the scapegoat, since, right? Since they, they want, want to send a message that they're doing something. Since they're going to lose the house, they they need to make uh, uh, they need to appease their critics. Maybe a they're bit. looking at the border uh, congressional districts where they may have not done well. You could be right in, in states like Texas and Arizona, and maybe this is their attempt to uh, <clears throat> send a message that we are doing something. We're getting rid of the border commissioner. Uh, there was also reports that he would fall asleep during meetings which may have been another job problem. He says that it's not, it's mostly not true, but if it is, uh, I've had multiple sclerosis and it ah. does cause me fatigue. Ah. At times. He, so. he really, boy, people just don't want to take responsibility. I, 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 so it's just amazing. So he's uh, got a disability. You shouldn't pick uh, on Biden Mayorkas don't take responsibility and dump it on this guy. And then this guy won't even admit and say, yeah, I was falling asleep. He's got to try to provoke some sympathy. Uh, It's also he was skipping White House meetings. Uh, He's only had the job since last December. Uh, He worked for police departments in Michigan, North Dakota, and California. He was police chief in Tucson in 2016. That's his whole background. He says he will not quit. So he's going to have to be fired, I I, guess is his message. But I don't really understand. It was very—Trump— actually came up with a policy that tamped down a lot of immigration. 
they went out of their way to dismantle yeah, they everything. They reversed a lot of right. Trump uh, so this border is, Right, and they did it on purpose because they wanted a flood of immigrants to come to the country. That was what they wanted. So now what are they upset about? What are they getting on his case for? It's not Well, like- you just hit it. Maybe it's not going well with some voters, and they're getting messages that they need to... So without changing their policies, let's just fire a guy and hope that uh, satisfies yeah. people that we've done something. Policy's not going to change. No. No. Not at all. And eventually they'll get rid of that uh, policy that's kept a lot of migrants out now, because of COVID at Title 42. It will be entertaining uh, if the Republicans uh, get the House and they start uh, uh, doing investigations and grilling of some of these idiot officials like Mayorkas. Because now, that, that guy needs to be roasted. A Democrat-run city that's being overwhelmed by the migrants in Texas is El Paso. And the story this week is that they are telling the Biden administration, until you pay us, we're not housing any more of these migrants. They have processed over 6,000 migrants in some weeks. They have spent $9 million so far this year providing meals, beds, and transport for these asylum seekers. It's come out of the city budget. So their message to the Biden administration, as reported by the New York Post, is we're not doing this anymore until you start paying us and reimbursing us. It's, it's killing. The El Paso deputy city manager said we're waiting on a $7 million reimbursement. We're going to need some more approval or some advanced funding before we start any more operations. So they're rebelling against this. And we had told you this story a couple of months ago that supposedly the El Paso mayor was told by Biden people, uh, don't declare a state of emergency. Don't do that. That's going to get on the news. And because you're a Democrat mayor in a Democrat city, that's not going to look good for us if you declare a state of emergency and be overwhelmed by the migrants. I would. So they got him to tamp down and not do that. Yeah, I would have told him to go piss off. I would have held a press conference right away. Even the New York so you, mayor, Eric you, Adams, did. He declared yeah. a state of emergency. Chicago mayor did. You know, don't go bullying me. You create this massive problem. I mean, El Paso is a relatively small city. They obviously can't handle this. This is not their fault. It's not their responsibility. No, they're just the closest to the border. God, the everybody, city. everybody is just, everybody's a coward in politics, too. They really <laughs> yeah. are. They are. Oh, or, or Joe Biden's going to get mad. Well, you know why? What's gonna because happen? Gonna they're, they're only looking to get ahead. And if they defy Joe Biden, the party will turn on them. And their future will be bleak. What a terrible That's way. That's all that guides them. But what a terrible way to live, huh? How do I stay? It's like a corporation. You don't want to mess with the top boss. And, and then you got to BS all your uh, constituents. Oh, you got to make course, it look yeah. like you're doing something to uh, solve this issue. But really, you're not because you don't want to piss off your bosses because you want to get ahead. Hey. The thing we told you is this mayor has sent some migrants to New York. This has also been unreported. He supposedly used almost $4 million of city money to send 10,000 migrants to New York City and 3,200 to Chicago because of the influx into his city. All the stories were about the Texas governor and the Florida governor. The media loved to cover those because those were the horrible Republican governors who did the shameless thing to send these migrants to other places. Did did you see that little uh, twit Newsom? (laughs) After he got elected, he did did some... uh, I don't know, gave a little speech or something. And he was taking shots at DeSantis for sending the migrants to uh, Martha's Vineyard. Yes. And I heard this and I go, wait, wait a second. Biden has been sending thousands and thousands of migrants 
all over the country. Oh, he's been flying them on there. Pl- yeah. yeah, he's been p- uh, putting on planes, flying them they all over the country. these nighttime flights, right. He, he's, he's done uh, like a And hundred- they usually go to small airports where it's kind of undercover. He's done, he's done that a thousand times more than DeSantis. But he, w- he was trying to be all, all snarky about DeSantis. It's like, what are you talking? Are you insane? Are you out of your mind? I, I, I just don't understand the, the public or the private behavior of all these people. It's, it's like an alternate reality. All right, we got more coming up. It, it is, is the metaverse. The John and Ken Show, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, so from time to time on the show, we look in on the uh, Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein trial <clears throat> that's going on in L.A. He, of course, was convicted of sex crimes in New York, but they dragged him out here to face, uh, well, there's four Jane Doe's. And number four, of course, we're still waiting for because number four accuser is none other than the wife of Gavin Newsom, Jennifer Seibel. She will eventually take the stand with her accusations. Uh, the trial is supposed to take a couple of months, so I think we're still only up to either Jane Doe number two, I believe. But in between, there have been other people on the stand. The prosecution has been allowed to use people that, uh, they're not one of the Jane Doe's, but they're other accusers, sort of like a pattern of behavior witness. The one that came up this week, which is a bit of an unusual twist, is a woman named Claudia Salinas, a Mexican model. And she was on the stand, put up there by the prosecution, because she's being accused of helping Harvey Weinstein trap these women. Well, we've heard these stories time and time again about how they're usually the Jane Doe's have been testifying that there's another woman there and mm. they sort of felt comfortable. And then suddenly they they go into a hotel room, the door shuts behind him and they're alone with Weinstein and he's right. starting to take his clothes off. Right. They, yeah, they so. act uh, as enablers for Weinstein because they, they, they need something from Weinstein as well. And they're willing to uh, act as a pimp. So Jane Doe number two claims that this woman, Salinas, invited her to the Montague Hotel in Los Angeles in February of 2013 to discuss job opportunities with Weinstein. Instead, she alleges that she got brought up to the hotel room and then Salinas trapped her inside a bathroom with Weinstein. And he groped her and then he uh, pleasured himself on the floor. (laughs) Um, Who had to clean that up? The hotel you imagine that for a job cleaning crew? I imagine, imagine that is that that's what you you have to do in your life to earn a living. She got to uh, walk in there and clean up uh, after Harvey Weinstein's moment. Oh, she also testified in the New York trial. Of course, this woman is saying that these women are full of. Oh, of course she would. She's <laughs> of course she's not going to admit to this. She is not accusing Weinstein of any wrongdoing. She said she first met him in 2003 while having dinner with her mother in New York. They maintain a connection. She noted that she had even starred in a couple of his films. Right, so that's why she's going to do whatever she needs to do. She says she remembered meeting with Jane Doe number two at that hotel, but insisted that she did not enter a hotel room or trap this woman inside a bathroom. Did you ever stand outside a bathroom while Weinstein raped someone inside? Absolutely not. That was a defense attorney that asked that, by the way. Mm-hmm. On, on cross-examination. Well, Jane Doe, too, said 
This was a girl, and she said this about Salinas. This was a girl I thought was my new friend. So she, when she, so she gave me this look while she closed the door. I just couldn't believe that she would do that to me, to another girl, because there's a girl code. You don't do that. Yeah. And she shot Salinas an evil look after the assault and exited the bathroom. The model did not say anything to her, but she did smirk like she roped me in on something. Now, the... Jennifer Newsom side of this, which is expected to, to have her to take the stand in the coming weeks. She's Jane Doe number four. Her attorney spoke out this week because when we covered this, it got our attention. In the opening arguments, the defense attorney, Mark Worksman, talked about these accusers you're going to see on the stand. This was nothing more than what's known as transactional sex. They did this to get some work in the entertainment industry. And among them, he cited Jane Doe number four and called her a bimbo. Jane Doe number four is Jennifer Newsom. That's aggressive. The, that was aggressive. So <laughs> the, her attorney, Elizabeth Fegan, um, uh, she also actually has uh, two women in the trial. Another woman named Ashley uh, Matau testified last month. And uh, she said it was insulting, using adjectives like bimbo and other over-top the wor- over-the-top words to describe. The elements to me reflects that Harry- Harvey doesn't have facts to support his defense. They're going to try and win based on drama, attacking the victims as opposed to based on the evidence. Of which I've often said there isn't really a lot of evidence. It's These crimes are alleged. They're like 10 years old. They're... I don't you have nothing forensic. Well, even... well, that's why they bring other uh, victims to show a pattern to, of to behavior. To show a pattern of behavior, you right. Know, that's, uh, they, you know, they, they, uh, they talked to a Weinstein spokeshole named Judah Engelmeyer, who said, and this is the heart of the defense, saying they're placing today's values and appreciations and progress on actions of yesterday that were not then considered criminal and may have been... More widely accepted practices, ideals, and notion. In other words, hey, this is the way it always worked in Hollywood. You slept with the producer in order to get an acting job. And now, a few years later, because we went through this cultural reckoning, everyone is saying, oh, that was horrible and disgusting, and it was uh, sexual assault and rape and this and that. And Weinstein's side, very conveniently, saying, no, this was what we all accepted. We knew Transactional this was the sex. And, and the That's women, the term they're using. The women knew, and they knew what they were doing and why they were there and what they were going to get out of it. And if and, it didn't work out, right, they're angry and bitter. Well, I mean, and there is there is some there's a lot of truth in that. I mean, I think it was both things. I think there were definitely some on. women that went there and knew what was going on. I think there are some women that went there, decided they didn't want this going on, but he may have ass- he assaulted right. them anyway. Well, That's yeah, what I think. Because but there's always that that middle was ground is usually the truth. He was so full of his power that it it wasn't just enough to have sex with the willing participants. He had to go sexually assault the unwilling participants, knowing that because of her his power. Um, they weren't going to tell anybody, and they didn't, because they all still wanted the fame and fortune. Can't you imagine a situation where a woman's like, oh, he wants me to come to the hotel room to talk about the scripts and my future. All right, I'll go. What if, well, you know, that does happen in this business. But then when you see Harvey Weinstein naked, you know, with his testicles in his thigh, you just want to get out of there. You just want to go back and sell cosmetics. I mean, and I think some of them he wouldn't let escape. That's what I think. Now, if Harvey, uh, if part of it, Harvey Weinstein was just so physically repulsive. Oh, I think so. 
I think that to be Mike, if he if he looked like Brad Pitt, would there be as much controversy? It's one thing to hear about the man, then see the man at a distance, but suddenly you're in a hotel room and he's taking off all his clothes, right. and you realize this blob and wants to jump on me. Testicles are dangling from his thigh, and it does not. Looks like there's some mutilation there. I, he's probably slobbering. And by the way, Deborah, is there a girl code? A girl code. Girl well, code. Well, I haven't. You- I, I would assume so. I haven't been in that situation, but I would never. I would never do something like that. I would never bring another woman to a, to a predator. No. Nah, it's hard to believe anybody would. Absolutely. Well, if there's something in it for them, though, I could see them doing it. Oh, in terms of their careers? And, right. In other words, that's the deal she has. Maybe she doesn't have to give Weinstein sex, but as long as she corrals other women that he can uh, devour. Corrals. I like that word. Yeah. <laughs> well, they treated them like animals. They treated I, these poor women like animals. Yeah, he had his way for a long time, didn't he? He's oh so my. powerful. If you want to be in the entertainment business and just say you were one of those women and you and you made it, and if you did call him out, you're never going to work again. Or maybe people wouldn't believe you, or he's going to talk to other people, and he's going to talk, you know, I know. Na- I, say nasty things about you, and you're, you're people, ruined. People don't have a good, and this has happened in juries a million times, good, good impression of a woman who makes a claim like this. They just don't. There, there's, there's a strong bias. And they, they always say, and I, I understand the argument, why didn't you just get out of there? Who the hell would go into a hotel room alone with a movie producer? Well, because you, to, you wouldn't necessarily think that you're going to be raped. I, I mean, I could see a situation where somebody that powerful invited me, somebody who has made stars. I, I wouldn't assume that he was going to try and, and rape me. I, w- I would assume that this is good. Because in Hollywood... That's where a lot of meetings are. They're in hotels. They're in hotel rooms. I wouldn't. I could see myself being that naive, and 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 assuming that I wasn't going to get raped. Right. And I'm sure a lot of women felt that way. I mean, this is this is Harvey. This is this is this big <laughs> movie producer. I mean, you, you see, guys never have to confront this question. Right. We're never in danger going into a meeting, even if it's in a hotel room. Right. All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms.